2: Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff. This is Triviality. Hello,
3: and welcome to Triviality, the game where a lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name is Neil. I'm sitting on Jeff's left, in front of Matt, I you were gonna and across say from Jeff's 10. lap. <laughs> i am also in jeff's lap uh and i'm uh, wearing uh some of those uh no nope. waist what do you call them um,
4: assless chaps well
3: yeah. <laughs> the little thing you know when you shake they're, they're like little bells that's what i'm wearing hmm? for oh, like uh belly dancing. belly dancer yeah oh, the little bells okay if this
5: is your first episode thank you for listening yeah.
3: Yeah, if you haven't heard our show before, it always opens with someone talking about belly dancing.
4: Please follow our Instagram for a picture of <laughs> Neil belly dancing.
3: <laughs> or at least a diagram of what he's describing and where we're sitting.
4: Yeah, I don't know what he's describing. And uh
3: Jeff has uh drawn something on his score sheet. Uh what is that, Jeff?
2: I I'm just doodling. I think you're please He's stop. just a scorekeeper today.
3: Oh. Yeah, Jeff is scorekeeping today. He, he will not be playing. How does that he's make he's
4: a you? he's a doodle machine.
3: Yeah. Jeff the doodler.
2: I actually do it like every week. I know. I, I, I watch you from
4: across the table. It
2: drives me crazy. I, I I can't sit still. So uh, just big shout out to all of our
3: patrons. Uh, we uh, are close to 450 patrons. We're hoping to get to 500. So thank you to all of you who have been joining in the last month or so.
5: How close are we?
3: We're we're about 50 to go. Oh. 50 to 500. So. That's going to be the the new hashtag. 50 to 500. But I guess it would change every it's time. Very we long. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but we we have some special guests here today for uh, an episode that we're super excited about. It's a nighttime episode, which means all bets are off.
4: Um, so <laughs> I, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. So if you're listening to this in the day, turn it off. Wait, <laughs> wait till the, the wait. sun sets. Come
3: get, back at night. Get a beer, get a glass of wine, a cup of coffee or something. Draw a bath.
5: Obey the law. Get some claw.
3: Is that the phrase? I don't know. Oh, maybe. You drink Claw. I had a couple before this recording. A couple. <laughs> a couple. <Yeah. laughs> There's a lot of cans over here, but uh, we have some special guests. Our first special guest is actually going to be partnering with me today, and I felt a kinship with him uh, because of a movie he mentioned, and that's uh, we'll get to in a minute. But, uh, was it Spielberg? It was not Spielberg. Oh. It's, it's a, an a, a obscure 80s movie, it's which is another Spielberg. another spectrum of mine. Mm. Uh, he's coming to us from Huntsville, Alabama, and that is David LaValle. How are you, David? Hey, I'm doing great. How about you guys? doing awesome uh tell us a little bit about yourself we're excited to have you here
0: uh so i'm an aerospace engineer here in the huntsville area which means i work for the government on stuff uh i got a wife and two kids uh i grew up in huntsville and i've been back here ever since college uh and i uh play guitar in a jimmy buffett cover band
5: well what an interesting set of skills i was not expecting any of that
3: Doing aerospace engineering and then uh, and then going to Margaritaville. It's like at
5: you night. pick jobs and a hobby out of a hat, and that's what happened.
4: That's that's very impressive. How that. crazy does the audience go when you play fins? That's my question very
0: that that's usually what we end the set with or maybe end the first set with we we fins have fun Fins is with it.
4: the one i knew it what it what is what's that about is fins, it about like sharks to the left fins to the right yeah oh. sharks
3: sharks or something left okay. shark i yeah. imagine <laughs> well one of them uh <laughs> and, and yeah david we're happy to have you here especially i'm glad to be your your partner today because uh we're so lucky to have all these smart people on our show so it's nice to have someone be smart you know for the program <laughs> just remember
0: smart doesn't mean good at trivia
3: well, I'll, I'll get in the goofiness for it. But anyway, we're going to partner today. Um, why don't you mention the movie that you said and what's going to be our team name today?
0: Oh, so Huntsville is the home to the best bad 80s movie, uh, Space Camp.
3: Space Camp. So we are going to be
0: uh, Neil Goes to Space Camp.
3: <laughs> yeah, Neil Goes to Space Camp starring a very young Joaquin Phoenix and Kelly Preston. So we're excited. Uh, but we need a host uh, to play the game. And uh, we have a special host coming to us from Sandy Springs, Georgia. He's an Oakland 5 supporter on Patreon, and that is Zane Placey. How are you? How are you, Zane? Doing great, thanks. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
6: I work in uh, pension actuarial consulting, which is a fancy way of just saying that I use Excel a lot. <laughs> uh, and last, last spring, I graduated from the University of Georgia, so go dogs.
3: Congratulations on your graduation and excelling in Excel.
6: There are worse things to excel at. <laughs> That's very <laughs> true.
3: Well, we have uh, Zane here hosting our game today. We're excited that he wrote it for us. We have David ready to play. It's going to be uh, me and David at Neil Goes to Space Camp, but Ken and Matt are going to play together. What are you thinking for a team name?
4: We'll be uh, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp.
3: Ooh, that Those sound like two very good camps to go to. I prefer Camp Nowhere mm-hmm. by Christopher Lloyd. That makes sense. Yes. Uh, all right. Well, let's throw it to the rules guy and see how the game is played.
2: The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into 2 rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on 5 categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the
4: crop.
1: The cream will rise to the top. Oh yeah.
4: I was expecting that those rules specifically. To be honest, <laughs>
3: they were very After on 260 brand.
4: two hundred and sixty episodes, yeah, I mean, about, I, about there. Even more, it might be three, fifty-nine, sixty-one. They whatever.
5: haven't changed very much.
3: No. no, not at all.
4: I don't believe they've changed at all. In fact, I I think you're right. If anybody's uh, angry about the rules out there, let us know.
3: We'll change them, or just yeah, probably not. <laughs> okay, I just want to hear grievances. Yeah, fair enough.
2: Completely new rules. I got new rules.
3: I got them. We don't like zero to 30. Why isn't it zero to 50? It makes a lot more sense. That kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right.
5: Don't pick up the phone. Uh,
3: Zane, uh, you have the keys now. Feel free to take it away. We're ready to get going.
6: Awesome. Um, A few of the category names have hints in them, uh, but not very many. Just letting you know. Uh, Question one, false advertising. In a 1999 lawsuit, John Leonard alleged breach of contract after which company refused to redeem its supposed offer, as depicted in a commercial, to exchange an AV-8 Harrier jump jet for $7 of its rewards points. In her ruling, Judge Kimba Wood offered several explanations of why the commercial was not fraudulent under contract law, opining that in light of the Harrier jet's well-documented function in attacking and destroying surface and air targets, Depiction of such a jet as a way to get to school in the morning is clearly not serious.
0: <laughs> I think I actually know this one.
3: Oh, I'm glad because oh, I have. Right off the bat. I have no idea, so let's lock in.
5: I think this is around the time that Pepsi was offering Pepsi points.
4: Yeah, remember that. It's the, not you, GoGurt. You, no. <laughs> I can imagine GoGurt having a commercial where you take a jet to school, but yeah, I'm go with Pepsi. Yeah, I think, think you so.
5: opened the cap and there was an amount of points on sure. it. Sure. So. All
4: right, we'll go with Pepsi and not GoGurt. <laughs> Yep, that's what I got. I got Pepsi. I thought you were gonna say Gogurt.
3: Both teams <laughs> getting points it is Pepsi. I was thinking of that scene in uh, Punch Drunk Love, which I love, uh, with the snack packs. Is that what they were? Uh, Adam Sandler. The pudding cups. Are oh, the cups? Yeah, he's collecting all, and he got all his free trips. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I got a skateboard from Capri Sun once. That's pretty cool. Wow. Did you? Was
3: it really hard to open the skateboard? Yes. Get into it.
2: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I had to keep stabbing and stabbing, and then I stabbed my own hand once. What's going on with your
4: voice today? I don't know. I, I think you just. I think you're grizzled. <laughs> okay,
2: let's do this for the listeners. This is some behind the scenes. Can
3: you? I got like, a skateboard from. Can you put China. your? Uh, <laughs> can you put your mouth into your elbow and do a uh, nice, real big cough for us and see if it clears your throat? Just for the behind the scenes. Turn your head. Listeners. Turn your head and cough. Hold on, I'll grab your. Hold
2: <laughs> uh, <laughs> Feel better? Oh, I feel great. Well, oh, add a, it.
5: we'll add in a better cough. That right. one was bad.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right.
6: <laughs> Question two, roll tears. Being an alumnus of the University of Georgia and a proud fan of our national champion Georgia Bulldogs, I always enjoy a good Alabama loss. In October 2021, the Tide lost to an unranked opponent for the first time since 2007. What school, known as the home of the 12th man, notched this victory?
5: Well, the, th- the reason I know that the, 12- the 12th man is disputed because Seattle tried to Copyright the twelfth man. Oh right, the the Seahawks did, but the college team disputed. So I'm thinking I'm gonna. I think I think we can lock in with an answer.
0: Cool. Well, I do know as a Mississippi State graduate, I also enjoy a good Alabama loss. I had Louisiana Lafayette in my head. They like had trouble with them one year, but I don't think it was last year. And I don't think they'd do anything with the twelfth man. The other thing I had in my head was. Who's the team that has the – they don't have the cheerleaders. They have, like, the cadets. Is it Texas
3: A&M? Oh, that could be Texas A&M. Yeah, I'm they're, trying to think.
0: They're also in the SEC West, so there's a high probability Alabama played them.
3: That's a lot closer than I would get. I, I believe I saw this on the news or on Twitter or something like that. I, just, I can't picture it, but, I mean, your reasoning makes sense for Texas A&M if you just want to lock that one in because I'm not sure on any other team, unfortunately.
0: I mean, it's a, it's a good swag,
3: if nothing else.
5: Well, I was in that same region. I was looking at Texas, thinking Texas, Texas Tech. But I'm pretty sure it is Texas A&M. I think, I think that's correct. So we said Texas A&M.
6: Both teams getting points again. It was Texas A&M. <laughs> nice uh, job. The team they lost to in 2007 was U- University of Louisiana Monroe. Question three, speed. I am speed. The Acela, a flagship Amtrak service that reaches 150 miles per hour along parts of its route, and thus boasts the fastest trains in the Americas, runs between what two cities? Appropriately, these cities are the northern and southern endpoints of a namesake megalopolis, home to over 50 million people.
5: I'm not too familiar with megalopolis.
4: Megalopolis? Metalacalypse. Metalacalypse uh yeah i don't understand the
5: duncan hills coffee
4: The the last part of that well i really don't know but uh he said the americas so maybe it runs into canada do you want to say like toronto which is a pretty huge city and houston
5: that's a far train
4: yeah but you know okay modern technology
5: toronto and houston
0: we got it
3: done are you familiar with this amtrak train david
0: I have zero clues about what's going on. You said hundred and fifty million people. Isn't uh, that like
6: if, uh fifty million?
0: When you said namesake, I was trying to think of some like a large area that has like a specific name. Like when you say the Bay Area, you mean typically like Oakland and San Francisco. You mean like a a, a large area that encompasses more than one city.
3: I liked your idea about the West Coast though. I mean, do you want to just say like like you said the Bay Area? So maybe uh oakland or san francisco to vancouver
0: i have i have no other entry point into this so i am (laughs) great with that guess
3: okay uh we'll officially say san francisco to vancouver and we're sticking with
4: toronto and houston
6: uh no points this is boston to washington dc that area is uh, known as boswash and uh, megalopolis is not any kind of comic book reference it's just a name for a group of cities that are close to each other and result in a big area that is all very densely populated and has a very Mm. large population
3: oh interesting okay
6: like their sprawls Mm -hmm. end up overlapping it's like because you've got boston new york philadelphia and washington dc all along that area right there Cool, cool cool question four lou bega must have a type what is the only name in Mambo Number Five that does not end with the letter A?
4: I got it.
2: Of course, as we all know, this is my favorite song. So yeah, yeah we're locked in. We're locked in. Well-established uh, triviality lore. Mm-hmm. Combo number five.
4: I believe you make love to it as well <laughs> in the lore. I believe that's canon. That was not required <laughs> to be brought up.
3: He makes love and macaroni and cheese to that song.
5: It's a three and a half minute song, by the
3: way. <laughs> German, right? Lubega? <laughs> yes. Five times better than I was hoping for. <laughs> OK, so um, how was your Mamba number five knowledge?
0: Uh, terrible i'm a 90s kid with conservative parents so i have the <laughs> disney version of this song stuck in my head and i sing about like Huey, do and-
4: in my life oh uh,
0: no it's 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 like mostly ducks and dogs it's not even humanoid oh. characters which is
2: really oh. weird for disturbing i actually Human. think that's more offensive than women yeah that's true but
3: um all right, i'm just let yeah. me just think out loud here quick uh let's see a uh, little bit of Monica and then a little bit of, I think Erica by my side, a little bit of Gina. Gina my, and Tina? Tina. Uh, Sarah? I think it might be Sarah. A little bit of Sarah I, I
0: had written Sharon with an H. So, at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, so well, Gina spelled U sound... H U-H at the end, right? <laughs> it sounds like you have it. Somewhat more confidence than I do. Like I said, I wrote down Sharon just because that name popped into my head. But I cannot, like I said, I can't get Huey, Dewey, and Louie out of my head.
3: Yeah, it's either so. Sherry, Sherry, Sharon, or Sarah. A little Sherry, a little Sarah in the sun. I think it's. I'm just gonna go Sarah. We're gonna like
4: him with that. With an H, Sarah with yep. an H. Sarah with an H. All right. <laughs> it's uh, Mary. I'm pretty sure. Oh.
6: It is not Sarah with an H, but it is Mary. Yeah.
3: Ooh. Oh. That makes. Yeah, that's uh. definitely correct. <laughs>
6: My favorite my favorite cover version of this song is the uh, Bob the Builder cover. The lyrics include a little bit of lifting heavy loads, a little bit of digging up the
5: roads.
2: <laughs> that, that version hit
6: number one on the charts in the UK.
5: Oh, jeez.
3: <laughs> Sorry about that, Dave. <laughs> I,
5: it won Eurovision? What happened?
0: <laughs> I, I didn't know. Don't apologize for that.
6: <laughs> Question five. You're probably wondering how I got into this situation. The Rime of the Ancient Mariner, the 1798 poem that brought us the phrase water, water everywhere, but not a drop to drink, begins with the protagonist bringing some bad luck upon himself by using a crossbow to shoot what kind of bird?
4: Reluctant. Don't kill the seabird. Two episodes in a row. (laughs) 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 New, New tradition. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it next time too, if I remember.
2: Or if something is tangentially related to a she-bird. Um, no, I was trying to
0: think of something, uh, I don't, I don't want to say a little less plain, but something a little less plain than just like a seagull. Like something a little more specific like or a, a little more, penguin. you know.
4: No-
5: or a flamingo. <laughs> oh, yes. Flight, flighted birds, <laughs>
4: a penguin. They're 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 uh, they're rowing past a rock, and there's a one penguin <laughs> standing on the rock. Like,
3: can you think of like a mythological bird? I guess other than a seagull, something that would be a big deal to hit with a, with a crossbow.
0: Now this is totally mixing and matching, but isn't like Athena's sacred bird like an owl? Like I think there's there's birds that are specific to mythology, but I don't know if I can think of a. Or didn't, didn't Odin have, like, ravens or crows or something that he talked to?
3: Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, the ravens are the crow. I, I believe you're right on that. Um, yeah, I don't know if it would be an owl.
2: Odin's I, not the only one. I also find it enjoyable. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah, I, I mean, maybe, I, I don't know. Should we just go with, like, seagull because it's an easy one? I feel like it's going to be something a little bit more epic, but or, it's either that or, like you said, maybe it's a raven or something. That's kind of cool. Sure, why not? Yeah, let's do it.
4: Well, the Raven has its own poem. Hmm. Uh, this poem pertains to the albatross.
6: It is the albatross.
0: The I, albatross I had a, around his
2: neck. I was say, which is now hanging upon Neil's neck. Yeah. Yeah, I had a
3: feeling it was that. I just Minus couldn't think of the name of it
2: because I know you talk about that all the time. I just couldn't think of the name. All right, and the scores after five are as follows 40 points to Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp and 10, uh, 20 points, rather, to Neil Goes to Space Camp.
4: <laughs> Neil Goes to Space would be cooler, but Space uh-huh. Camp is still pretty cool.
2: <laughs> the next best
5: thing.
4: All right, let's get question six. Question six, house
6: hunters. The Cliff Palace and the Longhouse are among the several remarkable cliff dwellings built by the ancestral Pebloans in the 12th and 13th centuries in present-day Colorado. In what National Park and UNESCO World Heritage Site can you find these dwellings?
5: Yeah, All no, right. we're not doing any better, so locked in. We
4: picked a place with a cliff.
3: All right. Uh, I don't know too much about national parks, but I'm sure Colorado has to have one that's pretty famous. Do you happen to know?
0: Uh, when I think of Colorado, I think of Pike's Peak. Um, it's a good thing my dad's not going to listen to this episode because I'm I like 98% certain he has taken me to this place. <laughs>
3: Was there a Cliff Palace or Longhouse that you remember?
0: No. (laughs) No, which is a fat lot of good that does us.
3: Well, Pike's Peak is a lot better than what I'm going to come up with, and I feel like uh, having a little game theory here, uh, it is something that is brewed at the coffee conglomerate, so maybe we just go with it. It is not. Well, Pike's Place, but...
5: Which is a very different thing.
4: I know it's Seattle. (laughs)
3: All
4: right, Pike's Peak? Pike's Peak. All right. We're going with uh, Grand Canyon National Park which could be wrong, but it's in Colorado, partially at least.
6: Uh, So this is Mesa Verde National Park.
4: Mm. Oh, The
6: only national park that focuses more on uh, human-created things than uh, natural landmarks.
5: Cool. Interesting.
6: Question seven. A straw definitively has one hole. With a name derived from the Greek for the study of place or location, What branch of mathematics is concerned with the properties of geometric objects that are unchanged under continuous deformations, such as stretching, smooshing, twisting, and bending? An important result of this field is the hairy ball theorem. I've got this
0: 100%.
2: Zane, I have to say, I was just thinking to myself earlier, how many holes does a t-shirt have? And then collapsing it in my mind. And uh, so thank you. These are the things that people need to hear.
4: So they're locked in and we don't know, right? We have Um, no idea?
2: Something about math?
4: Yeah, well, math, we're we're out. Yeah, how
5: many holes does my brain have right now? Like 30, that was not good for me.
4: What's the answer? Tell us, tell us. Topology. It is topology. Mm. I have heard of that. (laughs) The question (laughs) didn't sound like
2: I'd heard of it. Mm -hmm. but I believe human beings have seven holes. That's We're not that, count. Disgusting. that
0: is yeah. a very interesting Vsauce video.
2: Yes, isn't it? Thank you.
6: <laughs> Question eight. Innovation that excites. What film opens with an infomercial for the glow-in-the-dark flashlight? The inventor, Larry Daly, created the device in response to his experiences in the
4: previous film. We're locked in, because I strangely... Had not seen this movie, but it was presented at, in a class that I was uh, subbing at school.
5: Interesting.
0: Hmm.
3: I know what this is referencing. I'm just having trouble pulling it. Uh, you don't have any clue on this one, do you, David?
0: Uh, no, but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts, and maybe I can point you in the poke you closer in the right direction.
3: Larry Daly is like sounds so familiar. I don't think it's Ghostbusters. I was trying to think if it's Ghostbusters too, but and he saw a ghost or something. He wanted to glow in the dark flashlight. Um yeah, man, this is disappointing. I feel like I was going to step in for your pop culture stuff, but yeah, this one's killing me. Um do you just want to say Ghostbusters 2, unfortunately, which I think is wrong?
0: Yeah, I'm fine with Ghostbusters 2. I don't I don't think I'm going to be able to think my way into this in an, any reasonable amount of time. Yeah, I,
3: me either. All right, we'll just say Ghostbusters 2.
4: Well, like I said, I think this would be difficult had I not just uh, happened to seen it. Um randomly but it's a night at the museum too
6: it is my favorite movie when i was 10 years old night at the museum too when you were 10 years old oh my god we're old
5: (laughs) my back just started flaring up as soon as you said that
6: (laughs) i am generation z and proud of it question nine somewhat famous quotes upon exiting the apollo 12 lunar module what astronaut exclaimed whoopee Man, that may have been a small one for Neil, but that's a long one for me.
5: Yeah, I honestly, that's what I was thinking. and I was going to say it out loud, so I'm glad you just wrote it down. So that's our answer.
0: I feel pretty good about who was on Apollo 11, which doesn't help, uh, except maybe eliminating. I don't think they turned around and were on Apollo 12. Um I know in some of the Apollo missions, they started circling back around. Like, didn't Alan Shepard end up on the moon? He was one of the first people to in space and orbit Earth and all that stuff.
3: I I think it's a a kind of a classic name because you had Neil, which is a little different. um, But Alan, I feel like it was like John, Peter, uh, William. I'm trying to think. It was like a classic name. It wasn't there a a Peter? Could have been. Have you ever heard? Is there an astronaut named Peter? Peter Conrad. Could be. I'm okay
0: locking in Conrad. Mm.
4: And we did say Alan Shepard. Yeah, we went with we old he, golf
0: ball Shepard.
5: He
4: did uh did an orbit and then he returned to the moon. Great pool by Neil. This is Pete Conrad.
5: Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. Woo.
4: That was weird.
3: It's pulling out it was your Peter. Unnatural. Good job. Unnatural. Unsavory.
4: Neil comes up with answers that some would consider unnatural. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I have to make up for the Ninth Museum, too. I've seen all those movies. That's bad. That I believe.
6: Question 10 Buy and hodl Bitcoin, a peer to peer electronic cash system, the 2008 white paper that first conceptually developed decentralized blockchains and laid the foundation for the now ubiquitous cryptocurrency, was published
3: under what pseudonym? We'll
4: say the uh, Bored Ape.
5: (laughs) I won't be invited to this yacht club.
3: I have absolutely no idea. I didn't understand a lot of those words, David. So you can just say whatever you want, and I will back you
0: 100%. Sylvester Stallone.
3: Good there with me. Go. So
4: no One board ape and Sylvester Stallone. Who would win in a fight? Let's find out.
0: Who's
5: worth more this right would... now, to be honest?
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is
6: Satoshi Nakamoto, a bit of a stumper there. Wow.
2: Yeah, and, uh, that's the second one in the round that nobody got, but they were trading blows back and forth this entire time. And uh, only a slight lead now to the Reading Rainbow or whatever your team was. Uh, what rock are and roll you talking <laughs> <laughs> I, see, I see that
4: uh, you wrote RR on the paper for Rock and Roll. Yes. That you interpreted it as Reading Rainbow. I like to
2: just change stuff okay. midstream. Okay. Um,
4: well, we have 50. Y'all have 40.
2: Yes, Neil okay. Space Camp has 40.
3: You're drawing doodles. Your page is full of doodles, but not
4: team No scores, no
3: team Or no scores. I have
2: (laughs) scores on here. All right. That was not the problem.
4: You're on probation. (laughs) Let's find out what the swing round is.
6: (laughs) All right. So the swing round is very simple. I'm going to give you the first and last names of 10 presidents, and I want you to give me their middle name for five points each. And because I'm a nice guy, if all you give is the initial, I'll give you one point if it's right. Okay. 1. Lyndon Johnson. 2. Bill Clinton. 3. Joe Biden. 4. Donald Trump. 5. Harry Truman. 6. James Polk. 7. Warren Harding. 8. Richard Nixon. 9. Rutherford Hayes. 10.
4: Jimmy Carter. All right, we'll consider the middle names of these folks and we'll be back.
1: So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money podcast wherever you get your podcasts.
4: And we are back with our answers. Some of these middle names sound like middle names. Some of them don't. We'll see what happens. Let's uh, get the presidents uh, one more time, and we'll give the middle names.
6: All right, number one, Lyndon Johnson.
4: Uh, This one came quickly. We said Baines. We also said Baines. It is Baines. My favorite part is when Johnson breaks Batman's <laughs> back. Number two, Bill Clinton. Uh, it took a little thinking, but we remembered it was Jefferson.
0: We also had Jefferson. Right again, it is
3: Jefferson.
4: Number three, Joe Biden. This one was pretty hard. We thought it began with an R, and we said Robert.
3: We also thought it began with an R. We kind of settled on Robin, something similar to that, and we actually ended up going with Robinson.
6: So close. It is Robinette.
4: So one point each for the R. Number four, Donald Trump. Uh, Much like Homer, we thought his middle initial was J, so we went with Joseph.
0: We also said Jesus' daddy, Joseph. Wrong J name.
4: It is John. Mm
2: -hmm. Wrong biblical J
3: name. Oh. Is
2: that one point for the J.
4: Yep, you guys both
2: got one point for the J. I
4: should have remembered that because it sounds weird. Donald John Trump.
2: Number five,
4: Harry Truman. Uh we knew it was an S, so we said Samuel.
3: We also knew it was an S, but we believe that it is a misnomer. It is not it doesn't exist. So we said it doesn't exist, but it's an
4: S. It is just S. So they get ten points or five points and we get one? Yeah. All right, that's fair.
6: The backstory here is that he had like two grandfathers that both had names that started with S. So the way that they appeased both of them was to have his middle initial, just middle name, just
4: be S. That's one way to go. <laughs> Number six, James Polk. Uh, Pretty sure it's a K and we went with Kelvin. Uh, we also
0: thought it was a K. Uh, we had no idea. Neil was trying to pull some strings and he ended up with Kalarni.
4: Uh, it is K. <laughs> If Killarney's right, I'm walking
2: out. (laughs) Don't worry. You're both getting one point.
4: It
6: is K, but the name is Knox. Oh, yeah.
3: That makes a lot of sense. I couldn't think of one K name that was, like, old school. So, I was like, maybe he's from Ireland. So, you came up with
4: Killarney. (laughs) (laughs) The classic.
6: Number seven, Warren Harding.
4: All right. Now, Harding was a uh, insatiable man who named his uh, junk Jerry. So we thought maybe it was after his <laughs> middle name and we said it was Gerald with a G.
3: This one uh, we were having trouble with. Uh, I, we just thought for fun since David works in aerospace engineering I said what's the name of the moon and he said Ganymede and we said let's go with Ganymede.
4: Not our most team's a moon.
3: A moon.
6: Not as weird as you think. Both teams right with G, but it is
4: Gamaliel. Ah, that's uh, my future child's name. How did you know? <laughs> Number 8, Richard Nixon. Uh, everything's coming up Millhouse. We said Millhouse.
0: <laughs> we also said Millhouse.
6: Good job to both teams. It is Millhouse. I thought that would be one of the more difficult ones.
5: Not for us Simpsons fans. You know that one.
6: Number 9, Rutherford Hayes.
4: Uh pretty sure this was a B as well so we went with another Simpson's reference Bartholomew That's a good guess.
3: Uh we knew it was a B. Uh we thought maybe it was another name that presidents have had and we just said Buchanan.
6: Uh it is B but it is Burchard.
4: Mm. My second born. <laughs> <laughs> Number
6: 10 Jimmy Carter.
4: No idea. Jimmy f- Carter. <laughs> now i wish we
0: had that middle name guess but uh we went, a little, we, we went for william james william sounded great for a president spoiler uh, well, he's
2: one of the other james earls guys
6: well william uh would be a more appropriate name for one of ken's children uh, it, it is earl
2: i'm i'm waiting to meet little gamaliel Burchard.
6: <laughs> B-dola. <laughs>
2: B-dola. <Yeah. laughs>
4: i'm looking forward to meeting him too Mm -hmm. all right tally up those odd
2: scores yeah very odd scores all right so um after the swing round what we're looking at here is a score of 65 for neil goes to space camp and for team rolling rock 71 rolling rock i'm just gonna keep changing it to rr names rock and roll fantasy camp (laughs) a third simpsons
4: reference
6: All right. Question 11, insult to injury. In what might be considered poor taste, in December 2020, Netflix released what documentary focusing on a now unique store in Bend, Oregon?
4: Mm, We can lock it. Same. Uh,
3: Okay. I believe I know this one. I watched a documentary. I used to work there. I believe it's The Last Blockbuster. And we said The Last Blockbuster.
6: Both teams getting points. It is the last Blockbuster, which is now also, I think, an Airbnb. Hmm.
3: Is it still Blockbuster-themed, like it's like the store?
6: Yeah, so you you can rent movies there, but then I think on some occasions you can also spend the night there if that's what you want to do.
4: Neil, I'll do
3: do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll uh, reenact our own career opportunities, but inside the
2: last Blockbuster. I feel like we should... You know, take a triviality trip there and do a recording in the last blockbuster.
3: I'll reach out. I bet bet they'd let us do it. Yeah. Question 12.
6: I'll drink to that. Jerry Thomas, considered the father of American mixology, included the first written recipes for a variety of cocktails in his work, The Bartender's Guide. Among them was what drink composed of gin, lemon juice, sugar, and carbonated water? In a popular prank during the 1870s, the prankster would attempt to convince the listener that a man with this name was talking bad about them in a nearby bar.
4: And we're going to lock in on this one. So, David, the
3: only drink I can think of, which could be too easy, uh, that has a name is Tom
4: Collins.
0: Yeah, I think that's good.
3: Okay, because I can't think of any other other drink. So let's just go with that then if you're cool.
4: It'd really be something if Arnold Palmer was
2: talking bad about you <laughs> in the next bar over. Uh, in the 1870s. Yeah, we also said Tom Collins.
6: It is Tom Collins.
2: I'm just trying to think of a second 1870s prank. That was the only prank. <laughs> like <laughs> what else? Did, what other shenanigans did people get up to?
6: Question 13: A line in the sand, a spider, a hummingbird, and a monkey are among what group of geoglyphs in southern Peru? Archaeologists are still discovering new figures in the region today with the help of drones.
4: So I know what these are, but I don't know what they're called. Do you? No. We're out. So I think
3: we're just missing uh, the jaguars and the barracudas.
4: The silver monkey.
3: Uh, So I don't think these are legends of the hidden temple, but do you have any idea on this one, David?
0: Nope. Not a clue.
3: I don't either. So we're going to say the spider, the hummingbird, and the monkey uh, are all types of legends of the hidden temple. I can't come up with anything. Yeah, right. here. it's all like Knights. the
4: big, the big, uh, the big drawings in in the earth. You oh, know those things. Yeah, yeah. kind of like crops yeah, or so I think it's like the something drawings mm. or something engraving. So what is it? We don't we don't know.
6: These are the Nazca lines.
3: Uh, mm.
4: Nazca lines.
3: A lot of interesting names in this game today, like Gamaliel the Nazca lines, Neil. Neil Space Camp, Space Camp.
6: (laughs) Question fourteen: Conlanging, but for real, though there is no direct evidence that it existed. What language is hypothesized to have been spoken during the late Neolithic age and Bronze age, and to be the common ancestor of many modern languages, including the Romance languages, the Germanic languages, Russian, and Hindi? Linguists have given much attention to reconstructing this language, whose three-word name is abbreviated P-I-E.
0: I have, I've got this one. Thanks, stupid world geography class I had to take as an aerospace engineer.
3: Oh, thank, nice!
4: Thank you. I'm glad that you you know it. P I E pie mm-hmm. pie yum. She's my cherry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're on warrant again. Got it. Um, I really don't know.
5: Um, can we suss out the letters? Do you think it's phonetic?
4: I've I've thought about sussing out the letters, and then I thought against it <laughs> because <laughs> I can't suss it out. Oh,
2: okay, I thought it was laziness. Uh,
5: um,
4: a little bit of both,
5: <laughs> phonetic something expressions, uh, phonetic involuntary. Exp- Indo Indo expressions. <laughs> what are we What are we saying here? Yeah,
4: very good. That's it.
0: That's it. Yeah,
2: we're we're locked in. That's the thing. Tell us what it <laughs> well, is.
0: Ken, I think you're one for three. I believe this is called Proto Indo European.
6: Okay. Yep, David is three for three. It is Proto-Indo-European.
3: Oh, never would have got there. So that's what Snoop Dogg was talking about in gin and
4: juice. Oh, not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> not good enough for the cut. It's, it's not making the cut. <laughs> Apologies.
2: <you laughs> Much like your boy, band Neil, this is not making the cut.
5: Mm-hmm. Neither no, is that.
6: Question 15, potpourri. Wilt Chamberlain's famous 100-point game occurred in an arena in what city? This city is also home to the company that produced the majority of the notoriously unappetizing D-rations for the U.S. military during World War II.
4: Yeah. All right, we have a small inkling, not a large inkling, but uh, that's how you use the inkling, right, Matt?
5: Uh, Well, you can use the inkling however you feel, actually. Okay.
4: Yeah. So we're in. We're
3: I just want to ring a bell with you at all.
0: Um, I was just trying to think of cities with basketball teams. Uh are you saying D rations, like D is in Delta rations? Yes. Uh Basketball City with a D in the name uh made me think of Detroit.
3: Yeah. I don't I know anything
0: like... about old sports, like where Wilt Chamberlain played and who he played for and even what time frame he played. Um but that was that was my only clue in with the D rations.
3: I was thinking of yeah, Detroit, Denver, Dallas. I don't know if Dallas and Denver were that old. Um part of me thinks it's on the East Coast, but I I'm not going to come up with anything better. So let's go Detroit. I like your answer if you if you're okay with that.
5: Uh yeah, so I'm pretty sure he was playing for philadelphia at the time but i think they i wasn't sure if they did it on the road i was thinking new york at first but just given d rations we just said maybe they're playing in detroit so we said detroit
6: the d ration was a purposefully bad tasting piece of chocolate this is hershey pennsylvania
3: Mm. oh that makes sense now okay
2: a lot of people don't like hershey's i found out because they use like sour milk and stuff all right, after five, let me recap these scores here for everybody. There was a lead change uh, with a score of 95 points. Neil Spacecamp is now in the lead. Boom.
5: They're blasting off
2: by four. Uh, team, team Red Robin Yum uh, has 91 points.
4: Disrespectful.
2: Indeed. <laughs> I'll get it right for the final.
4: We'll learn respect when we crush these guys, though, Matt. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's kick it into the high gear for question six.
5: Let's try to, try to know something this time.
6: Question 16. The most magical architecture on Earth. What is the name of the iconic geodesic dome-shaped ride at the entrance of Epcot at Disney World? Throughout the 15-minute ride, patron, patrons see various scenes of advances in human communication.
0: I've got this one if you guys want to talk it out.
4: All right, these guys are locked in. Yeah, it's, um, I've been on it in the last... Ten years.
5: Yeah, it's not Tomorrowland. Is no. that a different place? Um, right.
4: It is. It it does have a boring name, like the history of humankind, or something. yeah, something like that. Okay, I think something's coming to me, and we're gonna lock in with Spaceship Earth. Wow!
0: Oh, nice pull. It is indeed Spaceship Earth. Wow.
5: It is
6: indeed spaceship Earth.
0: <laughs>
5: wow. Listeners, you won't you won't hear the 17 minutes of Dead Silence. It wasn't well, 17. <laughs> was,
3: Ken it was, thought it, it out. Maybe,
4: maybe one minute. But he maybe got there.
3: Ken took his shirt off for some reason. <laughs> and, <laughs> and then another started,
2: six minutes.
4: Sweating that was profusely. for you guys. <laughs> that
2: was
3: for you guys.
4: We didn't ask Good poll, sir. Read my abs and weep. You're the George <laughs> Costanza
3: of trivia. He goes to the bathroom. You play trivia. You take your shirts off.
6: Mm-hmm. Question 17. The birthplace of speed slicing. Woohoo Island is the primary setting of what video game?
4: Uh, I think I have an idea on this one. Um, Not a game I'm particularly good at. Uh, A little frightening to me, to be honest, but we're elected.
3: Do you play games, David?
4: Oh, sure, but not this game. (laughs) Um, I know there's a
0: pretty popular cooking based game where you're like a chef and it's cooperative and the first thing that popped in my head where it said speed slicing was um what's the is it fruit ninja? Is that what it's called? Or it's something like the flying flute and you have to slice it mid-air? Yeah, that
3: was actually the, the first thing I thought of when he said speed slicing was Fruit Ninja. I don't know if it has a setting, but that was the first that came to mind.
0: That's a good question. I don't know if it has a setting either. I am not gonna be able to pull the, the other the game where you, you are a sous chef and you're trying to whatever whatever bits and pieces and fragments I've got in my head. Um, so I'm good going with Fruit Ninja. At least we know that's a game.
4: Yeah, I agree. Yeah, Matt suggested Fruit Ninja, and I don't think that one has a setting, but one that I do know that you move around a map on is the game that I'm terrified of playing with people because they always scream at me because I suck, is Overcooked.
6: Uh, this is probably my favorite video game when I was ten years old. Wii Sports Resort.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, wow. Oh, slicing isn't golf.
6: Uh, so there's um, a game where you essentially have this kind of sword, kind of thing, like a saber, and these things come plop down in front of you, and you're supposed to like cut it in a certain direction as fast as you can, mm-hmm. and that is speed okay. slicing. Okay.
0: I watched. So the it's for ninja, but Wii Sports.
6: Pretty much. Question 18. thousand thousand dollars Since 2000, a $1,000,000 award from the Clay Mathematics Institute has awaited anyone who solves the Riemann hypothesis or any of the other problems in what collection of seven mathematical problems? The Poincaré conjecture is the only to have been conquered so far. It was solved in 2006 by
0: Grigory Perelman, who declined the money.
5: Uh, we can lock in, I think.
0: I, I think we can, too. Aren't these the Millennium problems?
3: Uh, I'll have to ask my friend, uh, Will Hunting. He knows about the fields, metal, and whatnot, but I trust you.
0: Well, yeah, I, I think wanna... the Navier-Stokes equation is one of them, too, which is a big aerospace question.
4: I just don't understand why they don't write uh, these problems in the break room of, like, a janitorial department. <laughs> They'd get solved, right? away. solved.
5: <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to miscall them the Millennium problems because that's a different problem these days. Uh, so we also went with the Millennium problem.
6: Both teams getting points. It is the Millennium Prize problems. How'd you know that?
5: I was actually in the process of writing a question about that very thing.
2: Uh, I, thought, <laughs> I thought Matt was working really hard to solve the Poincare <laughs> Conjecture.
4: I need that million dollars. The Riemann hypothesis. I could buy two apes. I had no idea I could solve math problems and, and retire. Yeah, It's my only hope. Good luck.
6: <laughs> question 19. A precious accomplishment equivalent to the rank of eagle scout what is the highest achievement within the girl scouts of america
4: isn't it the uh the outer edge brownie <laughs> with,
2: the, with the crispy a- crispy outside oh the excellent crust yeah
0: the
5: thin mint award
0: i uh um, i have a seven year old in girl scout so i'm all over this i will i will lock in neil
3: awesome thank you i was going to say uh ken regarding your comment i family members who when we had cake for family events uh they would only request middles and they would only middles. take middles mm. so it would just be a cake with no middle i
4: would kind of like the the chewiness of the outer edge brownie i love i, I love like pizza i love the crust on the outside i'll, mm-hmm. I'll eat the middle but
5: well so the, i'll
4: take whatever i can get
3: yeah
5: the uh the category a precious metal is that what it was i think something a
6: precious accomplishment
5: precious accomplishment Made me think of precious metals. Maybe it's a, like a one of the precious metals. gold sash? Yeah, like a gold something or other. I don't know.
4: We'll say the gold sash.
0: Gold
5: sash. They have sashes, right? I think so, yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know anything about a sash, but I'm pretty sure this is the gold award.
6: Yep, uh, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp, nearly picking up on the hint, it is just the gold award. Five points. <laughs> no,
4: that's okay.
3: What is the award? Is it just like a... A block of gold. A block of gold, (laughs) yeah. They give you a gold
4: bar (laughs) for being a Girl Scout.
3: Save this up,
6: kid. Question 20. I'm glad I realized this was a hoax before the show. From the calm morning, the end will come. When of the dancing horse, the number of circles will be nine. In December two thousand twelve, a hoax claimed that this was a quatrain of Nostradamus, and that it predicted the world would end after what internet milestone was achieved.
3: Yeah, I wrote a play for kids to perform about uh, Nostradamus. It was like a comedy thing and the Mayan calendar, but I cannot remember anybody any liked it.
4: The
5: History Channel made so much money off Nostradamus in two thousand twelve. <laughs> they're probably still making money <laughs> off of him. So they're on aliens So it
4: was,
3: it
2: was now. in two
4: thousand nine. 2012 2012 folks
5: Yeah they just they just solved it it's about the internet Um what what can what could be a milestone of the internet 1 million AOL disks loaded I <laughs>
4: Yeah I have no idea <laughs> The number of circles will be 9 mm. Um
5: let's say not not YouTube or anything I I have I have literally no idea Yeah
4: same here So let's uh, let's take a tap Yeah Sorry internet So do do you have
0: any ends on this, Neil?
3: Just that clue of like the circles will be nine, which to me equals one trillion.
0: So there's two things internet-based that make me think that could come to nine zeros. And I'm starting to think me and Zane have like the same YouTube subscription list based (laughs) on some of these questions. Um so the two things that I thought of were um, when we run out of IP addresses. Okay. Um, because, But I think that requires more... Well, no, that could be true because I think IP addresses in current form require eight hexadecimal numbers. So if you need one more, that would be nine. And I don't know what happens when you run out of IP addresses. The other thing I was thinking of is when 32-bit computers run out of memory to count time. Um, okay. 32-bit computers count time using an eight-digit binary number. It's like seconds since January 1st, 1970, or something really specific like that. And I think that runs out in the next decade. Um, so it's sort of like a Y2K thing. Everybody's got to get off of 32-bit machines or their their clocks won't work. So Everything
2: just said was smarter than anything I've ever yeah. done in my life. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so like a scientist. So the end times makes me made me think of the end of Unix time, end of thirty two bit computer clock time. Basically, you I, run out of memory to count time.
3: Both of those uh, ideas made sense to me. I realize I said trillion, I meant million. But uh, what you just said uh, for the answer, I the thirty two bit that makes a lot of sense. I I feel good about that. If you want to go with it,
0: uh, that sounds. That sounds good to me. That's like I said. This is me totally, you know, shooting somewhere in the dark. So um, I'm good with that.
4: And we had no answer. Mm-hmm.
6: All right, David. Going much more technical than uh, was required for this question. Unfortunately, this is um, Gangnam Style music video becoming the first YouTube video to get one billion
4: views. Wow! wow. Well, the horses.
5: Oh,
0: yeah.
4: Ugh. Oh, wow. I was way off. I'm glad I, it was a lot dumber.
3: <laughs> Me too. I feel terrible. At first, I said it was a trillion, and then I said it was a, a million.
5: Yeah, you were
4: So now that wrong. we know it's Gangnam Style, let's hear the prediction one more time. Oh, the, um, the Nostradamus. from the
6: calm morning, the end will come. One of the dancing horse, the number of circles will be nine.
4: Ooh, oh, yeah.
2: chilling. Oh, yeah.
4: Also chilling are the scores, I'm
2: guessing. All right, so going into the final round, we're looking at a score of 125 points for Neil Goes to Space Camp and 111 for Who Framed Roger Rabbit.
4: When the ones will be three...
3: <laughs> 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 oh, Kenster Damas. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ken, i like that Ken kenstradamus Ken what are you what are you feeling for He's the year 2023
4: i predict that i will blow it in the final <laughs> round like i always do let's get the categories
6: your categories are before and after insurance music lists humorists and dirt
4: And the wagers are now locked in. It looks like we are betting that you will blow it. You have bet 25 on all the questions, and we have bet zero on all the questions. So we are counting on your failure. Mm -hmm. Um, And the zeros reach five. Yeah. We also count on our Patreon subscribers, however. We have uh, Patreon subscribers on our show today. We can't thank them enough. And, uh, you know, you can join Patreon, too. Jeff, you want to talk about
2: the perks? I absolutely do, but I really want to hear the prediction from Nostra Kennis about where we'll be at next year with our patrons.
4: Um, I like 1,000. 1,000 1, would be
2: amazing. In fact, 1,000 patrons would allow at least one of us to do this show let's full make time. 10,000. 10,000. 10, I mean, that would be great, but like, let's. 20,000 patrons. <laughs> $20,000 a month. What are we, the podcast Dungeons and Daddies? Because. If every one of our listeners don't give us money, don't promote them. One dollar. They're fun. We'd be made in the shade. Anyways, as Ken said, if you can contribute to this show, uh, you could do so directly at Patreon.com/slash/TrivialityPodcast for where your support would get you just some lovely, lovely benefits, including, you know, bonus episodes, posters, character boxes, our undying love and affection. Which I think, really, that's the the perk to go yeah. for.
4: And just $1 would be sweet. $1 mm-hmm. from everybody would be sweet. That's right. Wait, 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 how, how many dollars do you have to give to just unlock the episodes, which we have tons of on there?
2: That's just $5 a month. $5 a month.
5: Wow, $5 a month.
2: Gets you uh, two guaranteed bonus episodes a month, including our fan favorite Crap Drops. There yeah. you go.
5: You get enough. We get enough of those, you'll
4: stop hearing about it. All right. And that will conclude the plug. Let's get the questions.
6: Before and after. The first Tudor monarch of England views a 1957 Swedish film set during the Black Death. Insurance. What insurance marketplace, which is not a single company but rather a group of interconnected syndicates, is known for insuring unusual risks such as David Beckham's legs, Bruce Springsteen's voice, Troy Palamalu's hair, and the Intelsat-1, the first spacecraft to be insured. More seriously, its motto, Fidentia, meaning confidence, conveys its reputation for for reliable claims payments, even due to large losses, of which it has seen many. Music lists. What two singers are missing from this list? Chris Cornell, 2006. Jack White and Alicia Keys, 2008. Blank, 2012. Blank, 2015. Billie Eilish, 2021. Humorists. Love, a temporary insanity curable by marriage, is among the contents of the Devil's Dictionary. A satire by what American author who disappeared in Mexico in 1913 under mysterious circumstances? And finally, Dirt. Dirt. Soil texture classification is based on the percentages of three materials in a soil sample.
4: Name two of these
6: materials.
4: Okay, we have the questions, so we'll be right back. And we are back with our answers. It's going to be close. We, we were listening to these guys talk, and, you know, they got to get three right. We have nothing on the line. It's all up to them. But we did do our best to answer these questions. So let's have the questions one more time, and we'll give our answers.
6: Before and after, the first Tudor monarch of England views a 1957 Swedish film set during the Black Death.
4: Uh, naturally, I got 7th seal as the second part, so we're figuring that's Henry the 7th seal.
0: Uh, we got the same thing. Uh, thanks, Neil. We got Henry the 7th seal.
6: It is Henry the 7th seal. Uh, insurance, looking for the insurance marketplace that ensures a lot of unusual risks. You want to take
4: this, Matt?
5: Uh, yeah, I actually just heard this on a recent Trivial Warfare episode, so shout out to those guys. Uh, I'm sure that this is Lloyds of London.
3: Well, we were pretty close. Uh, David said, could it possibly be Lords of London, which sounded good to me, so we're, looks like we were close, but we said Lords of London.
6: It is a Lloyds of London. If you said it with an accent. Lloyds.
3: <laughs> That's true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
6: Alright, music lists. What two singers are missing from this list? Chris Cornell, 2006 Jack White and Alicia Keys, 2008 Blank, 2012 Blank, 2015 Billie Eilish, 2021
4: That would be um, Adele and Sam Smith which I believe stole that song uh, from Radiohead like it was supposed to be Radiohead and then Sam Smith uh, got, got it instead But uh, yeah, Adele and Sam Smith.
3: Yeah, we thought these were the performers of the James Bond theme songs. So we said Adele, Skyfall, and Sam Smith, Spectre.
6: Yep, these are the five performers of specifically the Daniel Craig era of James Bond movies, which are the only ones I've ever watched. So that's that's the ones that I know. That's fine. And the Cornell one is the best. Humorists love... A temporary insanity curable by marriage is among the contents of the devil's dictionary, a satire by what American author who disappeared in Mexico in 1913 under mysterious circumstances.
4: I hear the words humorist and satire and American author. And I said, Mark Twain. We discussed this one for a really long time. Uh, David brought up Mark Twain,
3: uh, but we both couldn't agree that he disappeared ever and thought it was too late. 1913. I thought Zane was trying to do some sort of reference to a past Triviality episode. I knew uh, Ken and I, probably the best poll we've ever had was uh, Bierce. We kept saying Bierce or Bierce. Uh, I believe it was Ambrose Bierce. I knew he was a writer around that time. uh, Ken wouldn't let me know if that was the the answer that we did poll until after I locked in. But uh, we locked in with Bierce.
6: This was not... Uh, a reference, but it is Ambrose Bierce. Wow. Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs>
2: for half a second, I was like, well, 1913 would have been around the time of Halley's Comet. I was like, a it double, could be Mark
4: Twain. A double, a Bierce, double Bierce ass pole. I, I,
3: I have no more room for Bierce in my ass. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's what I was
6: Dirt. Soil texture classification is based on the percentages of three materials in a soil sample. Name two of these materials.
4: We had no idea, so we said lime and CO2 because nothing was on the line for us.
0: Uh, We were like soil texture, I don't know. We went kind of simple on this one. Um, I said water and rocks, which is a little vague because I have no idea.
6: So this is clay, sand, and silt. Mm. Three particles of various size and texture.
4: Well, with the beers. Yeah, I soiled I believe, myself on uh, that answer. <laughs> I believe uh, you might be looking pretty. Don't
2: don't feel too bad about the Lords versus Lloyds. I very even recently, not that recently, but recently enough, it's embarrassing. Uh, I thought it was Alfred Lloyd Tennyson. So I'm going to throw that out there. Um, so, you Neil, know, feel better about that. But uh, it was, yeah, it was back and forth. Uh, you know, you guys lost zero, gained zero, lost zero over mm-hmm. there. Uh, so, yeah, you ended up at 111, which you already knew. But today's cream of the crop. Neil goes to space camp with a whopping score of one hundred and fifty points. Mm. I am the cream. Congratulations, guys. David, you carried us this entire game. I can't believe so it was
4: Bierce. <laughs> it was Bierce again. I didn't think he was a humorist.
3: I just knew it was a writer in that period, so I thought he was because okay. he was smirking over here while we're he's reading oh, the question. Okay. I thought it was a it was a trick.
4: He probably doesn't even <laughs> remember that.
3: He probably
2: doesn't remember it.
4: I just smile a lot.
3: Okay, so.
2: He seems he seems affable. So, <laughs>
4: Well, you have a reason to smile because you wrote a great game today. So thank you for that. Um, do you have any parting words for us today?
6: Thanks for having me. I had a great time hosting. Um, I actually wrote a lot of these questions originally for uh, trivia nights that I hosted at my church in Athens when I was a student at the University of Georgia. So shout out to them. Uh, and shout out to Louis the Grand Playtester for helping me uh, work
4: some of the bumps out of this game. Mm. Can't get through an episode without hearing about Louis. Yeah, the, how
3: great he is. the weekly he Louis is great. shout out. Yeah. Well, yeah, we do need a weekly Louis shout out. We should have a chair here where he'll never sit in unless he visits, but it's just the Louis we'll just, chair. We'll just uh, set dinner out for him. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, thanks again for joining us. And uh, David, thank you for joining us. Any final words from you?
0: No, thank you guys very much for having me. Uh, I guess it, it's a crazy time out there, guys. Just be nice to everybody as best you can. Take care of your family and take care of those around
4: you. Very good advice. I'll take it to heart because I'm very mean. Sound, sound words. I'm not really mean. Just, I'm just kidding.
2: Just, you know, take care of those around you. Do what you can. Don't be a Don't a be right? a dick. Let's take that away.
4: That's a lot of bleeps, but uh, that'll be it for today's episode, right, Neil?
3: Yeah, thank you so much for joining us, guys. We had a wonderful time, and uh, yeah, thanks everyone here in the studio for uh, existing,
4: being friends. Okay, bye. <laughs> that was Triviality.
2: All right, and after five questions, uh, quite a bit of a difference in score already. We've got the team of... Whatever the team names Neil are.
4: Go to, Neil goes to Space Camp, Rock and Roll Fantasy Camp. Rock
2: and Roll Fantasy Camp. Okay. Fine. Do it again. He didn't
4: write it on his page. No. He's doodling, Neil, Space Camp. I also camp. need the reminder, so thank you for that. No, yeah, it was... but it, 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 it's not your job. I'm supposed to be
2: a professional. <laughs> it's supposed to be. <laughs>